We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Happy victory, Chiefs Kingdom. It is a beautiful Monday as the Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Rams 26-10. Did you know, with Sunday's 26-10 win over the Rams, the Chiefs got their fifth consecutive win this season. It marks the 10th consecutive season, all of which have been under Andy Reid, that the Chiefs have a winning streak of at least five games during the regular season. They had streaks of nine straight wins in 2013, five straight wins in 2014, 10 straight in 2015, five straight in 2016, five, tw- five straight in 2017, five straight in 2018, six straight in 2019, 10 straight in 2020, eight straight in 2021, and now five straight so far here uh, during this streak in 2022. It's the golden era of Chiefs football. We've been talking about it. This is KCS, an update, our daily Chiefs podcast and video for you from us at KC Sports Network. If you like stats like that, make sure to check out 10 Things later on Monday. But because it's Monday morning, we are soon going to be joined by ESPN's Matt Miller to get his stock up, stock down report following Sunday's win over the Rams. But first, a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to in betting on the NFL this holiday season. They have the best app to find the plays you're looking for, and I personally love the anytime scores. Always feel like you got a shot and you can go across the NFL with it. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big this Sunday the Chiefs are on the road and they are two and a half point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals a team that ended their season a year ago this is the one that was was circled on the the schedule when it came out and the over under in this one is set at 52 points as of right now download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN place a five dollar bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
All right, let's bring on ESPN's Matt Miller. Talk a little stock up, stock down following that Chiefs victory. Matt, I don't know how you felt in watching it, but it was one of those for me. I didn't expect it to be this, you know, complete blowout. It was just kind of hopefully not have a lot of injuries, just get through it with the victory, survive, advance, move on. Yeah, I think going into it, the Rams are so banged up and and honestly just not good this year. I think on top of that, I mean, this is a team that's they were three and seven headed into this game, three and eight now. They've been terrible on the road. I expected a win. I think and we'll get into this a lot today. I think I expected a little bit more from the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I, I know the Rams, they still have Jalen Ramsey. They still have Aaron Donald. I mean, we saw Aaron Donald, who I think is still attached to Patrick Mahomes' face mask as we're <laughs> recording this today. Um, still the same Rams defensively. Offensively, obviously, they've had their struggles. Cooper Cup's out. Matthew Stafford's out. Uh, yeah. But And I think that plays into what we saw on Sunday. You're right. To be 9-2, and two, the clear-cut number one seed in the AFC right now, which means the playoffs would run through Arrowhead. The AFC West is not even close right now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. they're running away with it. So a lot to be excited about, a lot to be happy about, especially, as you mentioned, to get out of a game like that healthy is incredibly important this time of year, especially with, you know, seeing guys like Juju Smith-Schuster back on the field. Yeah, yeah it was great. Didn't have Kadarius Tony. Obviously don't have McCole Hardman. Juan Thornhill didn't yeah. play the game. Joe Tooney didn't play in the game. It's a time of the year that the guys are banged up. And this is why we've, we've talked about that stat, Matt, that the Chiefs have now won 26 straight games in the month it's of over. November and December, yeah. that when this is the time of the year that all teams are banged up, the Chiefs are banged up. And I've, I've I've said it before. This is a credit to the coaching staff that the second and third stringers have always been ready to go. It's a que- it's a credit to the athletic training staff to get the players healthy and back out on the field and performing at a level that can have them w- have streaks like this during the game. Yeah. But you know, we sit here and always talk about Patrick Mahomes. It's probably his quietest three hundred and twenty yard performance, right? Had uh, in a really long time. Just you know, trying not to normalize greatness, and here we are just doing it. But seeing what was happening on the other side of the ball for the chiefs with Bryce Perkins uh, making his first start, there was really no threat uh, that Chiefs were going to lose that game. It was again, just get through it, not get banged up. Isaiah Pacheco got a lot of carries. Um, I know we'll get into the stock up stock down for you, but we uh, asked for that last week. I don't know if you remember because a lot has happened in the last week, but I I said on the video, Hey, let's see what happens if he gets 20 touches. They gave him 22. So thank (laughs) you for watching Andy. We appreciate it. Yeah, Aaron Donald's still a beast. He's not washed. Uh, He's not done. He still can go out there and make plays. Uh, But yeah, it'll be be interesting to see how it plays out from here. I think the game would, I think Chiefs fans might feel a little bit differently about the game if they were a little bit better inside the red zone. Um, I don't think uh, it's not on your stock down report that I'm seeing here right now. We could talk about it a little bit uh, at the end of the show. But if if the Chiefs converted inside the red zone uh, just a couple more times, I think the score changes a little bit. I think people have a different feel. Uh, from that game but it's really odd to see the Chiefs go one of six uh, inside the red zone uh, for a team that had been so good at it but give credit to the Rams they're pretty good too but let's start with your stock up report Uh, and surprisingly not the Chiefs offense not Patrick Mahomes not Travis Kelsey so uh, what do you got for us for the first stock up first uh, 11 weeks into the season it has to be a first 12 weeks into the season as first stock up I'm gonna go Nick Bolton I think we could have once again said Chris Jones who had another sack on Sunday, but I want to go Nick Bolton, BJ, because leading the team in tackles week in, week out, I think we saw a better play behind the line of scrimmage from Nick Bolton uh, on Sunday, but then also getting involved in coverage. He had a pass defense, he had the interception, uh, just a, a great all-around game from him. And and I, I know we talk about this a lot. When they drafted him, 
being a somewhat local guy, being a Mizzou product, I know a lot of Chiefs fans weren't super excited about, oh, we got the short linebacker who's not that fast. Is he ever going to be able to play in coverage? He's outplaying Willie Gay, who is everything you would want from an athletic ability at the linebacker position. And I think it's a credit to, to Nick Bolton's football IQ, his instincts, uh, and just that ability to put himself in the right place at the right time. I mean, as far as the defense goes, I mean, Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed, you might honestly say Nick Bolton is the third best defender on this team right now yeah. because Frank Clark's missed some time. Uh, so it's really encouraging. I think in year two, Nick Bolton is taking that next step that, I man, I, I'll be honest, I liked him. I didn't even think he was going to be playing this well. So he's, he's definitely <laughs> outplayed my expectations. I did put a bet on Nick Bolton to lead the NFL in tackles uh, this year. And right now he sits sixth. He's sixth. He has 106 tackles right now. Jordan Brooks with the Seattle Seahawks uh, leads the NFL with 122 tackles. Um, And they both played 11 games. So, and, and everybody's right around there, but he's CJ Mosley's right above him with 107. Zaire Franklin, uh, 110. I'm not going to attempt to produce, to pronounce the linebacker for the Jaguars, uh, Olicon. Yeah. Um, and yep. then Rashawn Evans is up there as well. So he is right within striking distance. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Chiefs. If they continue playing the way they are, uh, we'll see which players start to get rest towards the end of the season uh, for, yeah. for my bet of him leading the NFL in tackles. But either way, you're exactly right. He's having a fantastic season. I think a lot of Chiefs fans and a lot of people even on our network um, like Nick Bolton as a player. But in today's NFL, when you, you draw up a linebacker, it's more the Fred Warner type, I think, for a lot yeah. of people, guys who can cover, guys who can go sideline to sideline. From a general sense, Chiefs are going to score a lot of points. You're going to have a lot of teams throwing the ball against you. You want linebackers who can cover, but you also need guys who can tackle. <laughs> you need guys who can – Nick Bolton, if he gets his hands on you, you're going down. You are not yeah. getting a lot of extra – you're not breaking tackles. Not a lot, a lot of missed tackles uh, with Nick Bolton, which is always beautiful to see. Uh, and the fact that it's a local guy from Mizzou just makes it that much sweeter. But All right, Matt, what else do you got for us for a stock up? Yeah, BJ, I kind of teased it there. Chris Jones, another sack on the day. They get Bryce Perkins down three times. That's five quarterback hits. So I think the defensive line deserves a lot of credit. George Karloftis finally got his first full sack of the season. I'm sure you were celebrating when that happened. Uh, I was, I I was hoping saw- for another four. I was hoping for another yeah, four you- so he could flirt with his record down the stretch right. here. Um, but he got a chance. You know, take the one. There's five weeks a lot to of, go. Lot of season got- left. Right. A lot of football left. But I, I do think from the defensive line, this was one of the better efforts. And yes, the Rams are without their starting quarterback. Their offensive line has been a problem. But those are the games that you can't fall asleep to. And I think the defensive line did a great job of keeping up that intensity, keeping up the level of play we've seen week after week. I mean, you're about to roll into a stretch where you have the Bengals, where you have the Seahawks. You're going to have to have your best defensive line out there, guys who are, are ready. And I, I – I think that's a great sign to come off a, a couple of weeks of great D-line play and not play down to your opposition this week is really encouraging. Yeah. And I can't say enough good things about Chris Jones. I mean, he's – I've said before, I think this is the best year he's ever had. Uh, you, I guess you could go back to 2018. Uh, he might have been better statistically, but I think impact-wise, leadership-wise, this is a, an amazing year for him, and it's – I, I do think it's elevating the play of everyone around him, which is why we see a performance like we saw yesterday. Yeah, I love what I'm seeing. Obviously, you just talked about Chris Jones, but Mike Dana, uh, his return uh, yeah. seems to kind of energize things over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, same thing with Frank Clark. 
Uh, Frank Clark has got some speed and burst that we're seeing this year that we hadn't seen from him uh, in the last couple of years, basically since, you know, the playoff stretch down when they won the Super Bowl, he had, was yeah. making a lot of those types of plays and just the get off. I know we talked about him timing up uh, the, the cadences and the snap counts for uh, you know, the last couple of games. Uh, he's been really getting off the ball and kind of disrupting things or at least letting the quarterback know he's there. You know, they can step up, they can move around, but he's affecting the game in a lot of different ways. And that's beautiful. And the yeah. beautiful thing about Chris Jones getting that sack is agent Michael Katz tweeted out that he got uh, his 10th sack on the season. Paid. So he got his, he got some money in his pocket. We talked about it on the post game show last night, $1.25 million bonus for the incentive of getting 10 sacks in a season. So uh, congratulations to Chris Jones. Uh, you know, we're joking after the game, like wasn't, too exciting offense didn't light it up defense played well they got some sacks and uh, turned it over a couple times but you know just kind of a nobody's real happy just win and get ready for Cincy it's like Chris Jones may be kind of excited <laughs> like he's probably yeah, pretty I fired up he's probably pretty excited it's getting some money in, his pocket. in the pocket is always a good thing and All again right. I just think it, it goes to show like he's he's I don't want to say maturing or developing but he's he's coming into his own as a player and I think to have, you know, a great season at this age as opposed to, you know, when he was 26 or 27 is a really, really good sign. Yeah. And before we move on to the stock down, uh, I do want to shout out because I had talked about him for a few weeks, talked about him last week because uh, Chiefs win a three point game on a tough division opponent on the road. Uh, Harrison Butker. Uh, went four for four yesterday on field goals, uh, two for two on extra points, uh, which I'm going to mention. You're since, welcome. Uh, he had struggled there a little you bit. You talked shit about him, and he's been perfect ever since. We did. I think it was like three weeks in a row. Mentioned, yep. uh, you know, he's good enough. He, the beat writers I trust, Nate Taylor, who says not fully healthy might be, you know, until the offseason that he gets fully healthy, whatever the yeah. reason. You know, he can do it. It's just now you're starting that doubt starting to creep in. And now that he's hasn't missed a field goal in two weeks, hasn't missed an extra point. Um, obviously, this game not as close as last week, but great sign and stock up for Harrison Butker. Uh, getting back to the automatic, just don't have to think about it or worry about it, uh, dude. That we were used to over the last several years. So, all right, Matt, let's move on to the stock down. Let's talk about uh, what's a little bit of a bummer uh, yeah. so far, at least what we saw yesterday from the Chiefs. You know, you kind of touched on it, BJ. I think the red zone inefficiency was surprising. But I just felt like there was a lack of energy from the offense. So I'm going to stock down there. And I know that we're being nitpicky, right? But yes. you have to do that when a team's nine and two and they win by 16 points. You got to nitpick a little bit. <laughs> but it, it did feel like there were drives that didn't get finished. You know, Mahomes uh, throws an interception. Uh, we mm -hmm. saw Pacheco get going in the run game, but the passing game lacked those big plays. Uh, Juju had one, you know, kind of chunk play. Travis obviously had, you know, got his uh, that was the touchdown. Yeah. But I, I think there were the offense was missing those spark plays and maybe that's a credit to Jalen Ramsey and, and, you know, that secondary in uh, Los Angeles, maybe it's a credit to Aaron Donald a little bit. I didn't think the pass rush was that effective, but it's definitely something to watch because next week it will likely be a shootout against Cincinnati. So I, I think that's something where, okay, the offense is no, you're not going to have to score, you know, 42 points, but it's probably going to be, you know, a 30 point game uh, on both sides of this with, with two great offenses. The Bengals are playing really, really well right now. So I, yeah. I think it's something that they're going to focus on early this week is we, we have to dial up more chunk players. We got to get back to that high energy offense that they're known for. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Yeah, I... And I do think it's important that we put the disclaimer that we are being very picky. We are talking about the number one offense in the NFL, and we're trying to figure out the things that it's relative to what you expect from them as far as stock down. Stock down still means (laughs) the best, but really good. Yeah. Yes. But when you, you went into this game, number three in the NFL in red zone efficiency on the offensive side. You converted 72.1% of your drives inside the red zone resulted in touchdowns. And then you go one of six. Now, a lot of people are saying you got to give credit to the Rams. Rams, fourth best defensive efficiency (laughs) inside the red zone, only allowing touchdowns 48% of the time. But the Chiefs went one of six. And whether it's play calling, whether it's uh, the conspiracy theorists saying, hey, they're not going to show anything because they're getting ready for the Bengals. You still have to execute the plays. You still have to go out there and execute. And there were a lot of people complaining about the play calling, you know, when they were running the ball well and they stopped running it and they threw it three times in a row. Uh, The inadvertent, the the pass from Patrick Mahomes were kind of no look uh, where you just obviously did not see the defender at all. You know, he's going to Kelsey, did not see that dude at all because he was not looking um, over there when they showed the replay at least. So pretty surprising to see a mistake like that inside the red zone. But again, being super picky, don't expect that to be the same case. Coach Reed talked about it after the game. I think Aaron Andrews during the broadcast um, had a quote from coach saying it was terrible uh, inside the red zone. And so that will be something that they obviously try and fix going forward, but I don't think it's something that's going to linger. They've been so good inside the red zone. Andy Reed is so good. The only thing that I'm really upset about stock down was Sean McVay calling a timeout when Colin Saunders went on the field offensively, because I really feel like he was going to get a shot right right up off the edge. They were going to throw him the ball. My guy was finally going to get a touchdown or get an opportunity. Something that we saw from him a little bit at Western Illinois, uh, far more athletic than I think anyone gives him credit for uh, and had a chance to show that off offensively. And they call a timeout and then immediately pull him off the field, which tells me, he was getting the ball, and they oh, got yeah. to. Oh, they had to talk about it. Blocks and whatever. And yeah. I, my heart hurt for Colin Saunders in that moment because he knew exactly what happened. Then he wasn't on the field. Yeah. They still tried that trick play. They still tried something. A little, I was going to say the trick play different. was one of my my biggest. Like, come on, guys, what? Are we, and that's why I don't believe the conspiracy of oh, you don't want to show everything. You're having <laughs> Sky Moore throw it back to Mahomes, who 
By the way, he I think it might have been MBS that was streaking across the end zone. Pat actually missed him. Uh, I don't I think remember who he actually threw to. But. A lot of people are criticizing Jalen Ramsey for his performance in that game because of the highlight against Travis Kelsey where he just beats him right. and it's a great play. Uh, but on that trick play that you're talking about, Jalen Ramsey's the one who saw it and broke on it. He made a fantastic yeah. play or that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, um, I actually kind of like the call. Just I like when they do stuff like that, especially in I like it in games where I have zero stress. There is oh, no yeah. doubt in my mind we were winning that game. And that wasn't even a cocky, arrogant thing. That was Bryce Perkins not going to throw the ball over the field. They're not calling plays that make you right. believe. They, they even have the dudes on the they're outside. Like Cooper Cup's out, out there or Allen Robinson or anybody was out there. They didn't play. So zero stress in that game. So it's like, you know what? Go work on stuff. Yeah, let, let's go try, it. try these funky plays uh, inside yeah. the red zone. But yeah, definitely something that you want to – see them get better at what else do you have for uh for stock down being real nitpicky? this one isn't even super nitpicky actually this is going to be a storyline speaking of stress bj you didn't have to stress about this because it happened in a game without stafford and cup and Allen robinson but it's going to happen in a game against joe burrow or you know against a playoff team and that is sky Moore is going to fumble a punt and I, like that's not even like a hot take prediction if he's back there it's going to happen i cannot i don't know if he'll be back there again to get back so we can end this experiment. Surely to God, there's someone else in this roster that can catch punt. Maybe they're not as explosive after the catch, but just, hey, can you catch it? Can you secure the punt? I mean, we get another fumble uh, from Sky Moore, who yeah, actually had kind of a solid day at wide receiver. He had six targets, but God bless. We got to do something else at, at the punt return position because it's just, you know, it's coming every game that he's back there now. I don't even know if he's going to be back there again. And I'm going to play this clip uh, from Andy Reid when he was asked about Sky Moore uh, and his performance with the punt return after the game last night. We'll, we'll see. Um, that wasn't a very good showing for him, although he came back and had that nice catch right after that, which for a young kid to kind of get that out of his mind, I thought was a, a plus. So we actually talked about that on the postgame show that it was, I think, the next offensive drive. They went right back to him, which I love when they do that. They did the same thing with Pacheco uh, a few weeks ago when he fumbled yes. in a big in a spot. They went right back to him and gave him the ball. Um, and then Justin Watson. And the interesting part is that Justin Watson goes back and fair catches the next one and then starts pumping up the crowd to be so excited that they caught it. I'd be really surprised when Andy Reid says something like that. I'd be really surprised if Sky Moore went back out there. It's not something he did in college, not something he has a ton of experience doing. That's um, very fair that I don't think he's getting – it's not his fault yeah. that he's not good at this because it's not something he's billed as. I, I think that's important to, to share. Like you said, he didn't do it in college. This yeah. is not who he is, right? So it's he has been put in an unfortunate position to, to be something that he's not. And the Chiefs did this years ago, and for life, I should have looked this up. Um, I don't remember if it was Tyreek. I'm going to get all the years mixed up. But when they were struggling, and they've struggled, like McCole Hardman struggled as a rookie with punt return and when to catch it. And it wasn't always fumbling, but it was like when to let it bounce and when to actually just fair catch the ball. Even Tyreek Hill had his issues with that. And But I remember them struggling with this. And I remember in games, they just put Jeremy Macklin back there when he was like the number one receiver for the Chiefs said, just fair catch the ball. He never tried to return it. Yeah. Just go back there and just fair catch it every time. Maybe that's what Justin Watson is going to do until McColl yeah. is back uh, and able to play, that it's just go back there, fair catch it. We don't care if we get any returns. Just don't have a negative play. Don't give it up. When you have Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, it, you don't need the, the extra five yards that you might get from the punt return every play. So I, I think you're still in good hands. And again, we're being or just punt block. 
No reason to put a guy right, back there if we can't find anybody. Him. Just just send him after him. Uh, maybe double up. Uh, the one thing, and, and we'll talk about this real quick, because special teams in general isn't on here, that I saw this going around on social media, and I know people are venting. Uh, we shouldn't react to everything that we see on social media. But a lot of people being critical about Chiefs special teams this year, and there's been a lot to talk about. But the fake punt play is not a reason to trash the Chiefs special team. That's just a great yeah. play. I'm surprised. Uh, former Chief Mark Barrichter put this out on social media, uh, so I want to give him credit for saying it. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. To run routes like we saw with the timing, if you have a punter that can throw the ball, that is a really hard thing for a gunner yeah. or somebody on the outside on the punt return or punt coverage team to defend like a biggest stop route like that. I'm surprised we don't see that stuff more. So you can criticize special teams all you want. That play is not one that I would be super critical of. It was just great execution, yeah. great play call. And, and the timing on that surprised me. I I don't yeah. think that was a normal situation where you're walking out on the field like, oh, wait, we got to be aware of the fake here. Let's watch for the fake because uh, you, yeah. just, you don't see a whole lot of that <laughs> against, and, against a Mahomes-led offense. Yeah, we might see more. I mean, it doesn't – when you – after it happens, like, okay, that makes sense. It was like when Doug Peterson and the Jags did the onside kick. They have to try to steal as many possessions. They can't go possession for possession with the Chiefs and have any chance of keeping up with them. Right. They need four or five extra drives compared to the Chiefs to even have a chance to score as many points as you know the Chiefs will in that situation. So probably something we'll continue to see more of, especially when the Chiefs down the stretch after this Bengals game start playing a lot of teams that are not going to be able to hang with them. Their schedule is not as difficult as we once thought it was uh, before true. they play Seattle. And so maybe we'll see some more of these types of things, especially with a special teams unit that um, a lot of eyes on them, a lot, lot to be critical of, but I just needed to mention that one particular play, not one that I would not in the top 10 list of things to be critical to of yeah. with chief special teams. And, you know, to, to not to Dave Tobe's credit, but he's dealing with a lot of new guys. There are a lot of core special teams guys that have left over the last few years. And so he's got a lot of young guys he's working with and he's always been one of the best and we know he knows what he's doing. And so um, give them some time to figure that out, but they've got to figure out punt returner. If it's Justin Watson, fair catching it. I'm completely cool with that. Yeah. And I, I think, especially you mentioned the schedule, it's not like, you know, when the schedule came out, you looked at December and thought, Oh shit, like you got two against Denver and they've got Russell Wilson. You've got the Raiders in there, uh, the Bengals, you know, the Seahawks and Texans kind of looked like the, okay, well we'll figure things out those two weeks. Now you have to worry about the Seahawks a little bit. Not the Houston Texans at all, but it's, you know, it's it's a very, very manageable final six games. I think the Bengals and Seahawks are the two that you kind of circle right now and say, okay, those yeah. those are the ones that you, if you're going to worry at all, those are the ones you worry about. But, you know, it's the Broncos are, it's a mess. It's just a, I don't know what better way to, to say it. I mean, they lost to the Carolina Panthers yesterday. Maybe that's the best way to sum it up. Who are on their third starting quarterback this season and, and second can, head coach? Can we talk about this for just a second um because i i'm not the the hyperbole like the worst ever best ever goat i say it with travis kelsey yeah. say it with patrick mahomes maybe early where people thought it was being hyperbolic not just we knew what was going <laughs> to be saw it every day i was around it yeah. like i had a really good idea of what we were going to see um is the russell wilson trade the worst in nfl history it's the worst i've ever seen so i haven't been thinking it's going to it's going to get to that point where people are going to start yeah. talking about it in those terms. I haven't seen a lot of that yet. It's just people making fun of it, yeah. but it's really bad. I think you look at all of it, what they gave up, you know, multiple first round picks, multiple second round picks, 
three players yeah. and they gave him $250 million. I, so Herschel Walker, that trade happened while I was alive, but, but I was still wasn't covering the NFL at like five years old. I think this one might be worse because of the importance of the quarterback position and the money that they signed him to. Now, obviously, what makes the Herschel Walker trade stand out is that the Cowboys use that to become a Super Bowl winner. So I don't yeah. I don't know that the Seahawks are going to be able to do that where we're going to say, hey, look at this dynasty the Seahawks built off of this Russell Wilson trade like we can with uh, with that one. But, man, I think from an asset standpoint, I've never seen something blow up so quickly. And yeah. I'll, I'll admit it. I thought – I thought it was a, I thought they gave up too much, but I thought it was a smart trade. It was like, okay, well, mm -hmm. you kind of have to go all in to get a quarterback. If you're going to give, you know, it's Matthew Stafford went for a, a hell of a lot of assets too, but it it's getting close to the worst ever for a lot of, I, I, it is for me. It's yeah. got to be for a lot of other people too. I'm never going to get tired and I don't retweet him. I just hit the like on all of them when it talks about like his contract. And Russell Wilson is going to be the Broncos quarterback, or he's going to be the most expensive backup in NFL history just because they cannot – the dead cap yeah. is like $100 million next year. The dead cap only in 2026 when it's like $31.6 million. Now there's people saying, can he restructure? And I'm sure I have to have like Joel Corey or one of the you know salary cap yeah. experts to come on and explain what they could possibly do. But it yeah. stems from there. And it, it talk about like the Bronco – we're going to dunk on the Broncos and Raiders here for just like – two minutes um I continue to dunk on the broncos because people are blaming hackett for not be like if you can't make it work we can't get rid of russell wilson so we're going to get rid of hackett who are yeah. they going to get to come and coach right. that team with a, maybe a broken russell wilson with a locker room base and there's a lot of people saying that mike purcell and russell wilson were getting into it we've all seen the clip we don't know yeah. unless i at least i haven't seen anything yet that says what they were actually saying so until you do that like you can make guesses and people are kind of taking narratives and connecting dots to what they think is saying. I love the ones saying Russell Wilson just keeps saying, let's ride. He's like, don't say that again. And he says, let's ride again. Anyway, who's going to take that job. They've got no draft picks and they've got a quarterback that is struggling like yeah. crazy. That is getting paid a ton of money. And I don't say a fractured locker room, but we heard it in Seattle. We heard rumblings of it in Seattle during his last yeah. couple of years that he rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way. Uh, DJ, I don't know yeah. how you could take that job. If the if the front office structure stays the same. And I, I tweeted this Monday morning. Yeah. I don't know how Nathaniel Hackett is the only one getting blamed for this when George Payton is the one who signed off on this trade and he signed yeah. off on the extension. That's your job as a general manager is to vet these things, not just get excited and you know hit the A button to confirm the trade on Madden. You actually got to do your work and be like, hey, why is Seattle willing to trade a 33-year-old quarterback who's won a Super Bowl, been to another? Like, what? Why are they willing to do that? Um, yeah. it wasn't a secret at all. So I don't know. I, I feel like the new ownership probably needs to do like, a, I don't know, an autopsy on everything that went wrong here. And it, it might be a situation where maybe it's not Nathaniel Hackett's fault. Maybe Russell Wilson's just not good. You know, maybe yeah. I think that there's, there's certainly a possibility. It's not Hackett's fault that they can't figure this out. Now, some of his coaching decisions it, haven't been the best, but I don't think this is all on him. Yeah, and at the same, same point, like, I think independently of each other, they could both be very good. Russell Wilson could be really good, or I should say could be much better with a different coach, with a different system that speaks, that can utilize his strengths better. It's just the fit is not working. I think Nathaniel Hockett yeah. knows, knows football. He knows how to coach. Now, can he bring everybody together and do that CEO-type thing that head coaches have to do and bring everyone together? That's right. the thing that 
most guys that go and become head coaches and come back talk about. It's less about the football and it's more about managing all your people and having Absolutely. the processes and all those things in place. And then real quick with the Raiders, the funny part is it, I know they won uh, this weekend and, and a comeback win, but even if they wanted to get rid of Josh McDaniels, they can't because they can't pay another coach because they don't have the cash to do right. it. So Josh McDaniels is going to be the head coach of the Raiders, regardless of what happens. Like it or not. Yeah. And they did, I mean, a big win for them yesterday, but yeah. too little, too late. It's, it's almost December. Now's not the time to get hot. Like you missed your opportunity. Yeah. If the, if the Raiders and Chargers had both lost, then there would have been a, path for the chiefs to officially clinch the afc west next week uh so maybe a couple of weeks but it's still going to be uh week 14 ish maybe that they clinch the division which is amazing considering again three everything that was early. said all yeah. off season yeah I mean, uh, start resting out, starters right? with two yeah. games to go uh you still want that afc so still rooting for everybody that buffalo plays and buffalo's got a tough schedule uh they've got a couple they more do. games in a row that uh is not going to get any easier for them and with a banged up von miller uh, that's going to be tough. But Matt, what are you working on this week? Where can people find your stuff and uh, tease a little bit for us? Yeah, ESPN.com, ESPN Plus, uh, a lot. There's a lot going on this week. We're starting to figure out, um, you know, who's playing in the conference championship games. We'll be previewing those. Taste um, it. Very soon. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, very soon, I will be releasing uh, every player that I'm a first round grade on for the 2023 draft. And we're starting to get into like the, the news season when it comes to the draft, who's staying, who's going, who's transferring. So obviously you know, we'll be tracking all that and keeping everybody updated the best we can. Man, that's a mess with the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a lot more work for you guys. It's a lot more work, but it's fun. Um, you know, I was on the phone all, all night, Sunday night, talking to people about transfer portal. So it's, yeah. it's added a fun element to my job. I'm not a college coach, so I can enjoy it. <laughs> I might not imagine being a college coach. Tell me if I'm overthinking this switch for me. Come on. Uh, but is it better as an evaluator to see guys like you know, Spencer Rattler might be a bad, bad example. I'm not in the college world, but like quarterbacks to leave and go to new systems yeah. and be able to, to be able to talk with coaches and talk with players about learning different lingo and understanding. Can this so. guy grasp, grasp something new? Well, like Bo Nix went from Auburn where he looks yeah. like he was going to lose his job to, I mean, he's made himself a lot of money this year by getting in a system that benefits him, getting around coaches that are using what he does best in terms of his mobility and some of the downfield shots. So I do, I think especially at quarterback, it is nice to where, like we we're talking about with Russell Wilson, if you're a square peg in a round hole, right. now you can go find the right fit for you. So I think the key is, is that, you know, I also cool. think the wide receiver market, you know, we saw Jordan Addison last year transfer, won the blitz call for it at Pitt, goes to USC. It's benefited him. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we don't continue to see high-profile players go look for better situations and better opportunities. Go go play with Will Howard, Avery Johnson down the road at K-State. If you're in the transfer portal, they're on to big things and got a big one against TCU this Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to get down there. But uh, anyway, Matt Miller from ESPN, man. You make sure to, to go find all of his stuff. Good stuff, as always, my guy. I appreciate everybody for listening, spending part of your day with us here at KC Sports Network. We'll have a live laboratory here Monday night at 8 p.m. with Craig, Maddie, and Kent. And we'll have more content throughout the week getting you ready for Chiefs and Bengals next Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. Until then, we'll see y'all later. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.